and welcome to this epic material, episode 124 material, this being the podcast about all things Google. I am Andy Anatko. I am Florence Ion. And I am Russell Ivanovich. And Flo, have you joined the Jelly Club? I was seeing some tweets that (laughs) might have indicate there is some movement of your jelly phone that you didn't see do you have it yet you guys i think they forgot about me because <laughs> i emailed them and i was like hey i never got my phone winky face smiley face and uh, you know i tried to be playful in my customer service emails um and they wrote back and said you need to go to the post office so i'm like okay do you have a tracking number because i can't just show up to the post office and say do you have any mail for me <laughs> Because do you even know who I am? Already. I'm here it for my like, it, doesn't, it doesn't work that way. Like, I would have had a thing on my door. Um, and then they were like, oh, actually, can you resend us your address? We will resend you <laughs> your unit. Yeah. And if you end up receiving a unit before you get your new one, please return that one. But like, I don't think I'm getting any unit. Um, I did get something else this weekend, though. Oh, a Nintendo Switch. <laughs> oh, I'm all excited. I'm like, what is it? What is it? This was this was purely, I know, not Google, not even like uh, remotely it runs, Google related. It runs Android, related, does it not? Some kind of fork? Except for that. Yeah. I was going to mention that. Um, <laughs> the only reason I brought it here is because, well, A, I wanted to, I wanted to show off my new toy <laughs> to my friends. Uh, B, look guys, what I got. Uh, B, I just, um, I it's it's fun. It's so much fun. <laughs> and I, I it's think so it's so much fun. It's a really cool thing of Google to have this open source um, operating system, which they get knocked so much for in like you know the, the press and stuff. They're like, oh, it's not really open source. It's like there is. There's an AOSP version of Android which you can take and you can make an entire Nintendo operating system on the top of. I just think that's it's that's kind super of cool. cool. Yeah, it's touchscreeny. It's yeah. it's like responsive. There's like a little news feed that I read every time I log on to the thing. Like, here's what Mario and Pokemon are doing. And, you know, naturally the kid in me, which will always be there, always wants to know what my Pokemon are up to. So. <laughs> no, no, you're, you're, you're absolutely right. My, the uh, Like like we talked about a month or so ago, the, the, the bike computer that runs my e-bike is technically an Android 5.0 computer. Mm-hmm. Uh, although I have to, it's, you made me remember that uh, like only two days ago, uh, the XKCD strip uh, entitled Thermostat involves someone on tech support <laughs> t- uh, being called by one of the main characters. Tech support, how can I help you? And this guy's standing up uh, looking at this thermostat on his wall. Hi, uh, the little LCD on my thermostat says error colon Android system recovery colon unrecognized boot volume backslash monthly energy report parentheses one close parentheses dot doc. And then the third panel is the tech support guy just like being silent. And the fourth panel is him saying, the, the customer saying, it's asking if I want to partition the volume. What should I do? And tech support says, have you tried walking into the sea? <laughs> Oh my gosh. Uh, Bart was like that the other day. I was walking up to the train and they recently got like fancy television screens to show, you know, the arrival times. But it's actually just like a Chrome browser page. And so Chrome was like on the raw, it was on the splash page for Chrome. And I'm just like, hello, somebody didn't bookmark the right 
page because I don't have the arrival times. What is this? Come on, we, people. We have that down the road from us. So there's this church um, near my house that has a, one of those giant LED billboards. So not, not a TV as such, just like big LEDs that can make messages and stuff. And half the time oh. I drive past there and there's just a Chrome error message like sitting up on this <laughs> thing. I'm like, oh, poor church. Can't quite do the well, IT it's like properly. But it is cool to well, know that Jesus it's running Jesus used that. opera. Okay. <laughs> it would have actually. Well, well, again, didn't didn't Moses lead the chosen people out of the sandbox? So <laughs> he was the first. He was the first hacker. Uh, but yeah, this well, in a way, it's like the best advertising possible. Like how many how many times in the old days uh, did I walk through Times Square and see a big ad for Flash and and Windows XP because I'd be seeing a billboard the size of a side of a building in the most brilliant oh. screen ever made. But they oh, you I'm sorry your your browser your your this version of Adobe Flash is out of date. You need to click on this to update to the next version of Adobe Flash. <laughs> you guys look at our society. What have we done to ourselves? <laughs> oh, it's awesome. I love it. I, I'd love taking pictures this of screens. never ending loop of just yeah. like chasing software tales. I, I have noticed like, recently two two trends actually. So people are finally moving away from XP. I don't see as many Windows XP like blue screens of deaths and like finally in twenty seventeen. <laughs> I saw a Windows ten failure the other day. That was pretty cool. I saw um, an Android device that was in some kind of boot loop on a screen. That was cool. It just kept rebooting <laughs> itself like every thirty seconds trying to do something. I don't know what it was doing. So it's it's nice to know that yes, we still have all the technical failures, but you know we've moved up some operating systems. We're we're in more modern stuff now. Uh, yeah, we're so modern that uh, I don't know if you guys saw like some uh, self-driving cars in Las Vegas just like yeah. their first day out were crashing into No? What happened? Oh, I was just quickly scrolling through, but just you were mentioning about how you saw the Android device in Boot Loop and I'm just, you know, bringing the fact that now we have these autonomous cars that are running <laughs> this exact same <laughs> software from the exact same people uh, and they're on the roads. I'd kind of, I'd kind of rather take my take my life in my hands with self driving cars or roads that have self driving cars on them in Las Vegas than the people who have been spending time in Las Vegas and have either lost the will to live for reasons that only someone who's been at a more than a two day con- convention in Las Vegas can possibly attest to, or the fact that CES. they've been, yeah, it's, <laughs> it's 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 not a place that's uh, it, it's. it's I'm not saying that I've ever been suicidal in Las Vegas, but it has at least on day three or day four, I thought, you know how I, how quickly I could end my life if I if I chose, if I made that horrible choice. So bad. It's you so see? bad. I, 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 bet, have, this, I, I have, bet this window yes. would just pop right out and one jump, I'd be impaled on a spike in front of Caesar's Palace. And I would not have to do them in my next four meetings. Wow! So oh well, guess, many guess years. I'd better shave and shave and get dressed and go to my meeting. This book so many years, really just dark. on the floor, sobbing uncontrollably. <laughs> do I get to go home? It's only a fifty-minute flight for me. I could wow. go home anytime I want. <laughs> It's I've so never bad, been. And I love Vegas. I've never been to Las Vegas. I've never been to CES. I'm what? super thankful. But I will tell yeah. you, there's there's one operating system that some of our um, listeners keep hassling us about. So long time mm. listener fan. I don't know what you call them. Our listeners. We already have a name. I don't know why I didn't think of that. Uh, Michael wrote in to say that he is a Google Pixelbook fan. So he went into Best Buy and played. Apparently, they've got the display set up. Uh, with the new Google Pixel book there, and he sort of you know sat there and, and played with it for a while, and he's actually thinking about switching that uh, to that. Sorry, as his next sort of portable laptop type thing. And 
I, I do feel a little bit bad because I feel like on this show, like I have no use for a Chromebook and I have no real use for a Pixelbook, even though I think it's it's good looking as heck. I don't think Andy or Flo do either. Like I haven't seen either of you go, oh, I love the Pixelbook. I want it so much. But, I can't spend $1,000 on a yeah. Chromebook. But it is. Like I am lucky if I can borrow a MacBook from like, hey, do you have a <laughs> Mac around that I could borrow? Because I just, I can't, I have to buy other stuff. <laughs> Well, I, I, I got to say that I, I'm closer to getting a, a really good Chromebook than I might have been a year ago because the uh, it's I, I've, I've not hidden well my my utter contempt for the latest generation of MacBook Pro. And so I've, I really am. It's not possible for me to buy a MacBook Pro if this is what the next two or three years of MacBook Pros are going to be like. And so I'm, I love the uh, I love the uh, the Lenovo ThinkPad that I've been. <laughs> it was going to be it was going to be a hey look here's a I can get this like three year old version of the ThinkPad for only like three hundred bucks as a refurb. I should have one around the house just to re- just to maintain my proficiency with Windows ten. But now it is officially my upstairs computer. I don't like take my MacBook upstairs at the end of the day anymore. It just like lives there. And I love the keyboard and I love the ports and I love the screen. And I don't, I don't, I don't, I don't love windows, but it's, it's certainly that plus this hardware is a good package. And I'm even finding myself that instead of like grabbing my iPad pro and the keyboard and putting in my bag, when I leave to work at the coffee shop, it's like, why don't I just unplug the Lenovo just just to make sure I'm exercising the battery. I don't want to, I want to make sure I don't damage the battery by keeping it plugged in. But that said though, it has made me realize that most of what I do is, is, or can be done through a web browser. And there's been so much great conversation about the Pixelbook. This is something that um, uh, I actually had uh, uh, written in. I've had this like in the show notes for like the past two or three shows. Uh, That for some reason there was some sort of a critical mass or maybe just some really good work from Google PR, like reminding people who have who have been loaned pixel books that maybe you should write some more. But I don't know about what it is. But uh, a lot of it seemed the, the, the same two weeks, a lot of like. I've been using the Pixel Book now for an entire month, and I now I really, really love it. Or the things I get about it that I didn't get before, or I already liked it now I love it. Here's uh, something I cut and pasted from a text a TechCrunch piece, uh, saying one other thing that makes it a superior notebook, either while traveling or at any time, that keyboard is probably the most satisfying keyboard to type on I've ever experienced in a notebook computer with responsive, pleasing, tactile key response, but with minimal noise, which is perfect for confined quarters like an airplane cabin. And uh, this is why probably I selected this one to quote and starkly opposite to the effect of the current macbook pro means of type input (laughs) ultimately (laughs) ultimately a lot of mobile devices travel well these days but the pixelbook just seems particularly well suited to this task it's also impressive how far chrome os has come in terms of serving the needs of a greater number of customers it's very close to being the only device i need to get everything done both personally and professionally and for a lot of people i'm sure it's already there and so it's it's been in the back of my mind that perhaps I'm not sure if I would like to uh, uh, for some reason for some reason either Google will send me uh, like a Chromebook like bef- like seconds after I ask say hey I'm just going to take a look to it or I do not get a response back at least the last to last time I when I tried to get that tablet it was for some reason I didn't get a response which is okay because I was just kind of curious about it with this one it's like I'm going to ask and if I don't hear back. Like a positive yes in a week, maybe I'll just buy one and then think about returning it within a couple of weeks because now I'm super curious. I mean, it's not just 
Uh, it's not like the Samsung or the Dell or the HP Chromebooks, which are all very, very nice, but they're designed for like school use so that you can pour an entire chocolate milk inside it and just hose it down and it'll be fine. It really, it does look like a really super pretty computer about the size of an iPad, even with that keyboard that people are seem, seem, seem to think is a pretty good thing. Uh, and I, you know what, it's... I did spend $1,000 for my iPad Pro when it first came out a couple of years ago. So th thought, uh, and that didn't even include a keyboard. So if you think about it in those terms, there might be a market for a really nice premium device like this. It, I'll, I'll just, I just got to say that it does have me really curious, not only finding, not only reminding myself that you spend so much time in Chrome anyway when you're not in this desktop, in a seat chair with a desk with a floating monitor on an arm over there and another computer with another floating monitor on an arm over there. It's like if you're just like sort of kicking around and writing, you don't really need a PowerBook or a MacBook Pro. You don't even necessarily need that ThinkPad that you really like. Maybe you should get, and even if you don't, don't want to spend $1,000, there Samsung's make some re, uh, really nice ones for $500 and some nice ones for $300. It's really got my attention. Um, I have the Asus Chromebook Flip 302, I believe is the right number, C302. Yeah, and it is my um, it is my purse computer. It goes with me when I don't want to carry a lot of bulk. And as I was mentioning earlier, like I recently, um, I recently got like access to the last MacBook, the one with the touch bar that's like my first this I'm is sorry. my i know i'm sorry okay I, I have a support group that meets every alternate thursday at the vfw hall i'm not complaining though because here's the thing so i'm coming at you right now from i know we're like talking about computers i'm gonna make this really fast i promise uh i have a main computer which is the dell i have the travel power computer which is the macbook and then i have the reporting computer which is the chromebook because that has the most comfortable keyboard on it that little 500 dollars chromebook however there's no way i could bring that thing to a trade show or like just to be my mobile office because i tried using it for the last two months for um this part-time gig that i'm doing and I could not, I would constantly run into a wall when it came to images, image processing, dealing with video files, and even, and I was doing all of my work in a CMS, mind you, but just not having that easy drag and drop ability on the desktop, um, not having the ability to process raw files in a batch manner, like not being able to... Like, I need to be able to have a desktop where I can just drag and drop files look at them like physically in front of me because uh, that's how I work. I need to have like a scratch pad and you can't do that on Chrome OS. Like the, it's still <laughs> just, it's, and that's why it's hard for me to say spend $1,200 on a really nice <laughs> pixel book. Yeah. I mean, I, I feel the same way. I, I know before the emails start up, I know that if you try hard enough and if you spend long enough, you can wire some of this stuff together through really convoluted sort of other websites or Android apps or whatever, but it's it's just not as simple as like Flo says, like dragging something into your photo yeah. editor of choice, hitting export, hitting batch like update and whatever script you've written or app you potentially use. You can, I'm sure you can do all this with the Chromebook, but it's just so much more effort and it takes so much more time to figure it out because not as many people are doing it. And I guess Apple people have a similar thing on the iPad side, right? The iPad's super powerful. It's got yeah. amazing apps and everything mm -hmm. else. And there are some people who use them for work and even some people here, like on the Real FM network. I know Mike and Federico do. But I look at that and I'm like, I can see how they get their work done. I, 
I kind of understand it, but it is not for me. Like I, I just couldn't jam what I do like into that workflow. So, yeah. yeah, it's it's tough because a, a Chromebook or even better, an iPad can do 90 to 95 percent of what you would use a laptop for. But when what you need is in that five percent, it can't even pretend to do what you need to do. Uh, and the iPad, with the iPad. Yeah, I mean, with the iPad Pro, it's it's getting that, that line is getting thinner and thinner every time. Now you get some you get some really good video editors, some really good photo editors, and they all and they most uh, most of them seem to support RAW. But once it's, I wouldn't consider leaving the house like before a, a trip if I didn't know exactly what I'm going to need a computer for, and I know there's not going to be any surprises. If there's going, if there is even just a question that yes, but uh, uh, gosh, especially with iOS, where <laughs> if you want to move a file from an Apple device into this other Apple iPad, easy usually. If it doesn't have an Apple logo on it, it's like oh. I'm being punished for that thing I did in seventh grade when I was discourteous to that teacher who was only trying to help me with my math pro. And now here I'm paying for it by virtue of the fact that someone has given me a file that I cannot place on this device because it doesn't so support fun. Bluetooth file transport or anything like that. So much so, fun. Yeah, so so it's tough. But is, isn't it weird that we're all we're on the same boat? It's like, or maybe it's maybe it's uh, uh, close to utopia. We have now a a a. Collection of devices that we deploy as needed. So yes, I can. There's been times where I'm just going to be overnight in New York, and the only reason why I'm even staying overnight is that I'm doing after my meeting. I'm going to be out on the city and gallivanting. Gallivanting. Thank you very much. <laughs> more more of a gavotte than a gallivant, but uh, but and and I just can't. I, I'm just too too old to like do the. I'm going to take the 2:40 a.m. train home and then do do this breakfast no, thing. At, no, thank I you. I'm not no. even there anymore. I'm not yep. doing it. So 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 but and so I, I won't be back until like two p.m. the next day. So I will have a little portable keyboard and my uh, iPad Mini. Those are one of the few chances where I'm like, there's unless something so horrific happens, and I'm the only person within three blocks who can write about this oh, and post things about God it. God forbid. God forbid. Yikes. Okay, sorry. I'm sorry. I, I, I forgot it was 2017. That's always a possibility. Sorry. The worst case scenario is always about three radians away from your field division but yeah it's but so but, it, but it's great that i can take exactly what i need where i feel like i i can get some work done in the morning on the th uh, uh, the three-hour train ride on the way over and on the way back i if stuff if i have an opportunity to write about something i can write about that while not even having to take you know a, a laptop bag being able to take this vintage swedish world war ii surplus gas mask bag cool. that i bought that is my it's it's my it, uh, it is my purse if i were if i were a more evolved individual i would have no problem saying oh it's my purse but i'm unfortunately it's, your purse. I am, it's fine it's my it's, purse it's, it's uh, awesome everybody needs to have a little bag everybody's gonna have a go bag it's it's vintage it's vintage <laughs> military gear. It's it's what my my dad would not make fun of me for carrying a vintage World War II surplus gas mask bag, whereas he would throw clumps of wet meatballs at me if we found out that his son was wearing carrying a purse. Oh my, it's a wonderful purse. So I just, I just want to say, Chromebook and Pixelbook lovers, um, there's definitely uses for these things. Just because we're not crazy enthusiastic about them doesn't mean they're not good. So there you go. We covered it on the show. Thumbs up. So, <laughs> Flo, I have a question for you. I'm going to read an opening paragraph here from a new story that Andy has passed oh. along. It says, if you're judging the Pixel 2 launch on headlines alone, you'd probably think it was a flop. 
but when you're immersed in either of the new phones, it's an entirely different vibe. Any idea who wrote that? Yes, I wrote that. <laughs> it's good. <laughs> Tell it us does about have the Pixel that small ion zing to it. Kind of like that. Kind of uh, yeah. like that final final twist of lemon juice on a on a, on a pork dish before you send the plate out, and you don't know what what what's made it so, so, taste so wonderful, but it does. You're describing schnitzel, which is like the favorite thing my mom used to make me when I was a kid. She'd just squeeze the lemon on there. Anyway, uh, yeah, I did. I wrote a little. I wrote a little piece for Android Authority because I am just playing with all these phones, and I'm just I'm trying to find a new outlet for. Or not a new outlet, obviously. Uh, I am trying to find a new way of relaying like my experience with these things versus just doing like an exhaustive review, because doing the exhaustive review is just it. It's just exhaustive. for it is. It is. Well, I mean, it is. You know, it is gratifying in its own right. <laughs> um. However, it's not indicative at all of my actual experience with the device. I mean, that's the honest truth. And I'm sorry if that sounds like everything has been a sham, but it, it's not a total sham. It's just that it's just that you really you really can't experience a phone unless you're not thinking about the fact that you have to write about it. And I know that sounds kind of silly, but just I'm just thinking about like the time I've been spending with the Nintendo Switch and just like the way I've been thinking about it. So anyway, I've had this Pixel 2 for the last couple of weeks. It's like, you know, I put it in this cruddy little $7 case because I just, I needed to be protected the day out of the gate and it was all I could like pre-order. You know, I could just only find, ooh, what is that you have there? It's the felt official Google charcoal. Is that what they call it, case? I oh, yes. I actually like these things. I, I wasn't sure about it. When I took it out of the case, I'm like, oh, it's weird. It's fabric and it's really rigid. But I put it on my phone. I know none of our listeners can actually see me holding this up, but I put it on my phone. I was really happy with the, the texture. It's quite, quite it's grippy. It's like 20 bucks. Yeah, light. <laughs> And the, and the great thing is when when it's like playing video at really really high definition and high frame rate, the the heat being generated by the CPU and the fuzzy it's like holding a kitten on your belly when you're watching that movie. <laughs> a hand warmer. It is you know you on go. the side of the world. Winter's Stick coming. a Pixel two inside each shoe on a cold day. Yeah. Mm. Walk all the way to work. But yeah, so the Pixel two has just been it's just been a great experience. I think just the crux of what I had written was just the things that make it so great are the fact that it's just this simplistic little device. It is totally a Google device. It has all the power of Google Assistant behind it in every kind of little facet of it. I mean, just from like motion photos to the now playing that sort of like pops in and out. I mean, that is that is all this, that is all the reason that you buy like a device from Google is to get like all those little tidbits to be kind of like the first of of a of a group of people to experience that and there's there's a lot of magic in that like i i feel like i'm part of magic every time i watch a motion photo now like, i really feel that way <laughs> honestly it's 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 awesome. Like I just imagine a year from now, I'm gonna have all these motion photos that I can just, you know, sometimes on a Sunday morning, you're just lazing about. You decide to open your Google Photos and just kind of like cheer yourself up, and you look at pictures from the past couple of months, and you're like, man, you know what? It's actually been a pretty okay year, even though all this other like dark stuff has been clouding us. And then as you're like going and flipping through those memories, you know, you see a funny photo of somebody like laughing, and you just long press on it, and you could see kind of like the few seconds that led to it. Uh, you know, beforehand and sort of like re-experience that moment. And 
I don't know if my brain's going to be able to produce all of that years from now. And it's kind of cool that my phone can do it without taking up all this space. So that's, that's a, that's a great idea. Maybe that's an upcoming, that should be a feature for Google photos where it's, it's already very good at saying, looking through your, uh, your picture library and say, give me pictures of cats. Give me pictures of my sister. Maybe it, it will get smart enough. You can say, give me photos that make me happy. And hmm. it will be pictures of people who are smiling. Maybe uh, with the, uh, I got the uh, I got the iPhone uh, iPhone 10 last week, uh, and so it has it can not only do the three 3D face unlock, but it also now it has the emoji, so it can actually like mimic your facial expressions, showing you basically a demonstration that it can show read faces. So what if uh, they added a feature? Uh, what if they added a feature to uh, the Photos app that can tell you what file what what photos did make you smile? Like what? What the, you, you smile as soon as you saw it. So, okay, I'm not. I'm not going to put a special star. They, I, I'm just going to simply take a note that this is whenever this person has decided, has self-diagnosed a need to become very, very happy by looking at pictures. I'm going to. Oh, look! There's a picture of that puppy. Oh, look! There's a picture of 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 uh, your girlfriend in that cuddle puddle with the, with those thirteen pu- puppies at the shelter. Okay, good. We know how <laughs> you can do that at the shelter. You can just cuddle with puppies. Cuddle, Hi, cuddle. cuddle with puppies. I like the idea <laughs> of cuddle, cuddle. I, I, I have a, I have a, I don't know how that picture came about, but I've never been more jealous of any picture I've ever seen in a friend's Instagram <laughs> in my life because they're, it's like, and they're like adorable puppies that are like, oh, look, attention, attention, yay, attention. I know, puppies are the best No, no, I get to lick, lick her face. No, no, I get to lick their face. Like, oh, and just this, un- oh, God. It's like, <laughs> I would, I would, <laughs> it's like, I, uh, I, I, I am so, like, uncomfortable with, like, you know, touchy-feely, being touchied and feely that, like, I don't even, as much as I en- have enjoyed, like, getting, like, a neck rub that those stations that some Sometimes sell them uh, at conventions and stuff like that. Like I don't, but I, but I would pay a thousand dollars. Like our thousand dollar donation, you get. <laughs> let's say once every month, they set aside a day where they just simply set up a cuddle puddle, a puppy cuddle puddle. <laughs> Today's a, the day I'm going to cuddle with yes. puppies, <laughs> and it's going, and it's going to be, and, and I would use it as self motivation too. It's like you know that on like the longest night of the year, the longest night of darkness. And you're like, oh man, well, I, I got some sick days coming. I'm calling sick today. I just really don't feel like. No, no, no. Remember Thursday. Remember how you you wrote, you wrote that you PayPal that five hundred dollars to the animal shelter. Thursday, you get to spend five minutes being mobbed by adorable puppies. Yes, yes, yes. I have a reason to be optimistic and happy. <laughs> Andy, I absolutely guarantee you that someone's going to start this startup before the end of next week. I also, while you were talking, I did some live research. I went to my Google Photos. I typed in happy. It actually returns oh. photos of people like looking happy and smiling. Boots on the ground. Thanks, Russell. <laughs> yeah, that's right. I went there. I went there for our listeners. Um, and then I thought, what well, does it work with names? So I typed in happy Russell and I get pictures of me being happy. I'm like, ooh, it works with people oh, too. Oh, that's so nice. That is, that is impressive. It's really cool. So, oh, that's yeah. good. Oh, remind me of the times that I was once happy. I like that. <laughs> yeah, why, why are these go back to 2014? Why, where's the 2017 ones? That's weird. Uh, well, considering what's been happening in the last couple of years, I you know what? The I got to say, happiness. scrolling through this, 2014 was the happiest time. There are so many photos. I always had a lot of fun in 2014. 2014 was a great year, actually. I had a pretty good year in 2014. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and you can and you can surface documentary evidence. You, you can surface the data supporting that conclusion. 
I do want to say though, since we're talking about like cool, like Google Photos searches, uh, I was uh, I was in New York on Monday. Uh, I was uh, making a special trip to do a very special test of uh, iPhone Face ID. Uh, I have a friend who is a principal cast member in the current Broadway revival slash production of Cats, and so like as soon as it. Midnight and the kids are sleeping. Sorry. No, no, I'm I'm with you. I, I had not seen the show. No, I know, until... but Russell's brain is gonna explode. Oh, guys, I'm getting uh, some kind of phone call here. I have to. Oh, it's urgent. <laughs> I've, I've been called into work. Sorry. That's a. That's Anyways, fine. Go on. Sorry, Andy. No, no. I say, so I thought. So right after like the the uh, the iPhone 10 event. I I was just like having breakfast in a diner and it suddenly occurred to me, I wonder what would happen if I registered the iPhone's face ID with my friend's Chris, with my friend Chris. And then like after he got into his full cat's stage makeup, see that if it would recognize it was unlocked based on his face or if the, that huge amount of makeup, it's not like glued on appliances. It's just, you know, paint. So the 3d, the 3d map of his face would still be good. But I was wondering if like all the colors and things would, would do anything. Uh, (laughs) And so, uh, so I'll, uh, I I shot some video. I'll be posting it uh, hopefully by the end of this week. Uh, but the the funny thing is, <laughs> so I I, I upload I uh, got back to uh, Wi-Fi all the photos that I took uh, uh, auto uploaded and then like the next day I get a notification that we found photo new photos of pets in your Google Photos and I'm like no it didn't and it tags some of <laughs> some of pictures of Chris now granted he is like it, it, he does have this big yak hair wig that if comes it looks into like, like a points. cat if it so, meows like a cat. So I, I, but actually, I was trying to figure. I was trying to determine. And I, I wish I had better contacts inside Google Photos to. You know, I need the deep, deep, deep engineers that could like look at the telemetry and tell me now. Did you just simply say, "Well, that kind of looks like a cat," so I'm going to guess cat, or was it? No, I, that's definitely a human, but it's a human dressed up in as the character of Gus the theater cat in the Android Andrew and Andrew Lloyd Webber hit Cats. Like, I don't know whether to score the win or the lose on this one. Hey, Andy, so did you try that face unlocking with your pal in the full garb? Yes. You, did it work? It did or not can work. You, it did not, okay. <laughs> I will tell you what, uh, I will tell you it did not work. Okay, so I thought about, I just thought about something very quickly related to the face unlock on the iPhone 10. Um, so apparently Refinery29, I think, was one of the publications that got one, yeah. uh, it got a phone. And apparently after putting on makeup, the face unlock didn't work because it uses IR. And if your foundation has SPF in it, apparently that actually uh, the titanium oxide I forgot the name that's in sunscreen that actually reflects the IR can't read your face because it's reflecting off. Does that make sense? That's yeah, interesting. No, that, that was that was something that I was wondering about myself. I I I can't uh, if we even tried it with the wig on and the wig off. Uh, and like I said, nothing's glued to his face. So all this, this, the, the contours of his face are the same. I was wondering if something was meant that the, so I knew that the dot pattern that was projecting onto his face was not going to throw the cam, throw the phone. I was wondering if it was something about, there's also infrared component. Maybe something about the makeup was not bouncing back 
like way it, it, was, it was he was failing the oh this is a real human being test or whatever <laughs> and but, that, uh, but that's fine he, he's a, he's a, he's a big broadway success story so he can afford to like buy a second phone just to use when he's in character Oh yeah, by two of them. And, <laughs> and if you're wondering, you're like, this is an Android show. Why are you guys talking about Apple? I guarantee you that uh, in under a year, possibly a year and a half, this this will be on a whole bunch of like Android phones as well. It's it it works that well on the iPhone 10. I was super skeptical. I got one of these things because I'm an iOS developer, and I'm like, this is never going to work properly. And you know what? It mostly just does work properly. I don't normally say that about Apple products. I have heaps of problems with iCloud. I have heaps of problems with their photo stuff. I have problems with all sorts of things, but. The face unlock, whoops, I just broke my phone. The face unlock actually uh, works really well. And I, I guarantee you, like having seen that, you know, Samsung and possibly Google down the track will, yeah, will add that to their phones. Yeah, I was just going to say, well, I was going to say the Note, like the Galaxy SE, it's yeah. not like something to write home about either. I mean, it's like cool in the beginning, but then it's like this is not really user-friendly. Just give me my pattern unlock. <laughs> yeah, there's a, there's a happy tradition in Android of having a real crap feature that's a that's good for the spec sheet and good for the demo. And then Apple makes it work extremely well. And Samsung and HTC and everyone else have to say, oh, damn it. That means that we we have to stop making a dual camera, a dual lens camera that is just gimmicky. And now we have to start shipping the version that we decided was too expensive to, to engineer that actually has a practical bond. Ah, damn it. Well, it was fun getting away with it for the two and a half years we were able to sell it. But oh, well. Oh, well, indeed. Oh, well, indeed. <laughs> uh, one last one last thing before we start. Uh, now, there's before we uh, go to an ad. I did want to mention. So we've been talking about uh, uh, we've been talking about the uh, essential phone, which is still a very pretty phone. It's still uh, it's uh, one of the prettiest edge to edge displays I've ever seen. Uh, so uh, there they are. Co- uh, another co- another case of blatantly copying the iPhone. Uh, the original release price was $699, just as the original iPhone had a dramatic price drop after they realized that, oh, that seems to be a lot of money we're charging for something that people don't want to pay that much for. The official price has dropped Yet. now to $499. Uh, that was like a, a week or a week and a half ago. Uh, and now in the United States, uh, Best Buy has dropped the price further down to $449, which actually... It's not bad. Uh, it's. I thought it was a decent phone with the. Yeah. It, for six hundred ninety nine dollars, it was wow. I can't wait to see version two. Yes. For yes. For four hundred ninety nine dollars, in particular four forty nine. Now it's a mid range phone, and it's one hell of a wonderful mid range phone for two for four compared to everything else you can get for four hundred fifty dollars. And it's like wow, that just got my attention. Yeah, and I mean they're, they're also looking after early backers as well. So I bought this phone from Amazon. Uh, a good month ago or so now, and they actually sent us out an email saying, hey, you know, there's been a price drop or whatever. Here's um, a promo code for $200 credit in our store. So I thought, I mean, it's not $200 cash back in your pocket. That that would be ideal, but I can understand why companies don't do that. The next best thing is is giving out credit. At least that's acknowledging that, hey, you bought at the more expensive price. Because in the future, if, you know, maybe there's, you know, other accessories or something, <laughs> you know, that you can, you know, use on your essential phone. Yeah. yeah. Well, they did that. Apple, again, they're, they're stealing from Apple. I think that that's what uh, Apple did too, to make, to realize that, okay, we can't, we, we can't just upset all the people who were in line for four, four weeks to buy the first iPhone that we'd suddenly drop the price. I think they also offered a re in the form of a gift uh, apple gift card but it, but I, I like to that the the way that they're taking care of you 
uh, Russell makes me think that Essential is a, a serious company. I, I was kind of surprised, Flo, that uh, they didn't just say, "Well, we screwed up and we didn't send it to you, so we're putting another we're putting another one in the shipment. If both of them show up, just take the second one as our gift." Because again, this was a this was a phone that we paid what eighty dollars for, ninety dollars mm-hmm. for, at at and I'm guessing that they're not selling them at cost either. And there's a point at which you have to say, how much, how difficult is it going to be to arrange for a return of this phone? How much trouble is it going to be, especially to send it probably back to, I don't know whether it's going to be to the a U.S. drop point or to China? And what what the hell are we going to do with this like phone that has been unpackaged? Do we have the facilities for that? Versus saying we could make this this woman feel wonderful, but we can't erase the fact that we that their phone was late, but. At least we can guarantee that she ends this story to all her friends, or she's got a podcast uh, of intelligent and well-meaning listeners to say. And you know what they said that please keep the second one as our gift. We're sorry for it. Oh that's... no, no, no! They didn't tell me to keep the exactly. second one. No, I'm saying, I'm saying that's why I'm surprised they didn't just say oh. so keep the second one. Yeah, it's so easy the, to do the costs and stuff. I, the, the last thing I want to say about Essential is um, they have been releasing really regular software updates. So I got one the other week. Uh, I've been getting the regular security ones. In some cases, they've shipped those monthly security updates before even Google has. So I got the was it called Crack or something? I can't remember that Wi-Fi yeah, hack yeah. that mm-hmm. went around a while ago. The the first Android phone I got an update to that for was the Essential phone. Like it arrived mm. before the Pixel, which I thought mm. that's kind of interesting. Mm. Like because my mm. huge worry there was like this is a company that. Had a massive, let's face it, like sales disappointment. Launched the phone, hardly anyone bought it initially. I'm talking, this is when it originally launched. And my my initial worry was, are they going away? But I'd have to say, like months later, you know, they've dropped the price. They're continuing to sell these. They're continuing to employ people and send out software updates and stuff. So it looks like they're here to stay. Which I think, if you bought an essential phone or you're thinking about buying an essential phone, that's that's a thumbs up. I still need to use one for like a prolonged <laughs> oh, period of time. I'll give you one last pro tip. So for anyone who has ordered an essential phone, it's on the way. Maybe you're holding it right now. Um, there is a – I'm not holding one, but there's a SIM card slot in the bottom. Um, and don't make the mistake that Rusty did. Don't get your SIM removal tool. There are actually two holes really close to each other about the same size for SIM Uh-oh. removal. And I poked my my SIM removal tool Speaker. into the one that – yeah, and I heard this popping noise and went – and I'm like, uh-oh. Like sim, sim, sim trays don't make that noise. And then I look down nope. and I realize the little cutout of the sim tray is literally like a few millimeters the other way and there's another hole. And I'm like, I've just poked a hole in like the speaker or the microphone or something. Like, oopsie. <laughs> <laughs> don't do that, kids. That was that little sealed up container that contains the magic smoke that keeps it running. Oh, dear. Do I risk turning this back on again or do I, do I put it straight onto Craigslist <laughs> with a no money back? <laughs> Return policy. I have to be honest. I haven't tried playing anything through the speaker or the microphone since because I'm just too scared. I'm like, if I've broken this phone, I'm gonna, I'm gonna be really, really, really sad. You're gonna feel bad. Well, you can, you can wait two months when the price is down to 180. dollars Oh my gosh! <laughs> I just buy it for the oh, spare come parts. On. <laughs> Jeez. <laughs> Sorry. So we we They're should fine. we should get to our first ad break. I think so. Um, our first sponsor up this week is Linode. Uh, this episode is brought to you by them. They have fast, powerful hosting solutions that you can set up in seconds. Their tools are easy to understand and they'll let you choose uh, your Linux distro, giving you the power and flexibility you need. And their plans start at just uh, $5 a month. And rather than reading you the normal ad read, I'm sure you've heard like quite a few of our Linux ads before, I will tell you what happened to us last week. So we had um, Flo created a whole bunch of amazing gifts on that poly.google <laughs> site. And I'm like, I have to put these somewhere. And my Dropler account had expired and I went there and they're like $10 a month to renew. I'm like, $10. And then I went to, you know, where other people have stuff like 
Imager, Imagu, I don't know how you pronounce that, that sort of Reddit image hosting site. And it's just, and I know why, they have to pay the bills and whatever. It's covered in ads and it's disgusting and whatever else. And I'm like, I get why they do that. I don't want their service for free or anything, but I'm like, I don't want to put it there either. And then I had this idea. We've got this sponsor, Linode. They offer $5 a month like um, uh, VPSs. And I'm like, I'm a developer. I use a whole bunch of these things. So I set one up. I hit the create button in my own personal account. Um, I chose the $5 option because I'm like, that's all I need. Just want to host some images. And Typed in a few commands. I'm not going to pretend it's, you know, it's mum or I shouldn't say mum, dad, dad friendly. Um, but it, if, if you know what you're doing, you could, you could literally set up an image server like I did in like under an hour. And now it's running and that's where if you clicked on any of the GIFs last week, that's where they came from. So thumbs up <laughs> to Linode. So like I said, you can get a server for uh, with one gigabyte of RAM for just $5 a month, which is what I did. Or you can go all the way up to 16 gig of RAM for $60 a month. And as a listener of the show, if you go to linode.com slash material, L-I-N-O-D-E dot com slash material, uh, you'll not only be supporting us, but you get $20 towards your first plan. So if you're on the $5 plan, that's that's four months worth. Um, you'll also get a seven-day money-back guarantee, so nothing to lose. So like I said, go to linode.com slash material to learn more, sign up, and take advantage of that $20 credit, or use the promo code material2017 at checkout. And I want to thank uh, Linode so much for supporting this show. Lovely. Thank you so much. Now we got the. Uh, I'm. I've been a fan of uh, Al Franken since I was uh, the, that wonderful day when I was seven or eight years old, uh, when my parents went to this big party uh, with their friends and my aunts and my uncles, and they couldn't get a babysitter, so everyone brought their kids and left them in the, yep. the basement den. And that was the first time I'd ever gotten to see Saturday Night Live. Yep. That's how you <laughs> snuck TV back in the day, on the Saturday nights, that you were left to your yep. own. I still, I still, I won't, I won't make this into a long digress. I'm just saying, that I this is this is a wonderful tradition that is, that dies with our generation, our gener- generations. Like I remember the first time it was, it was like I had my own place. I, I forget whether I had my own place or my parents. I was finally le- uh, old enough that my parents had just gone gone away and uh, for for the evening and left me. I didn't I didn't get a babysitter. The first time that I was, oh my god, it's two a.m. and I'm sitting in the living room watching television. This is amazing. This must be what being an adult is like: being able to watch television at two a.m. Uh, anyway, uh, <laughs> <laughs> it, it does feel like that. Yes. So, so I've been, I've been, a, I've been a big fan of Al Franken's when he was a humorist, and now I'm an even bigger fan of his now that he is a very technology oriented senator from uh, from Minnesota. Uh, now he gave a talk. Uh, we were talking uh, last last week, the week before, about how. There's so many. The Congress is doing a huge investigation, along with the Senate, into how uh, elections might have been tampered with, or how voters might have been influenced, uh, partly through advertising bought through Google and Facebook. Uh, And so now, all everyone has done their uh, all the CEOs and all the I'm sorry, all the uh, legal counsel of those companies have had their have testified before Congress. Uh, But today, this is Wednesday, uh, just like three or four hours ago. Earlier this afternoon, uh, Senator Franken was speaking uh, to uh, the Open Markets Institute, uh, their little uh, panel event they're having. Uh, if you remember the Open Markets Institute, this was an organization that was had published a series of white papers noting that Google has perhaps an unsafe and unhealthy amount of influence in the marketplace uh, that needs to be observed and at the, at that point, the Open Markets Institute was under the umbrella of a larger think tank, and then Google was accused of telling this think tank, maybe maybe if we were donating twenty million dollars to you like we were, we would expect you to not 
to not stab us in the back like this from their point of view. And the Open Markets Institute was cut loose. Uh, so, but he gave this wonderful speech. Uh, and the you can see the video. Uh, uh, you can also see the uh, a transcript that's been posted, I think, uh, on The Guardian, in which he talked about the issues that are affecting uh, American democracy and American business uh, because of Google and Facebook and uh, uh, and Amazon's dominance of their relevant markets. And I've got uh, I'm I'm sorry I got to apologize to Flo and Russell because I was taking I was watching the video and taking notes as I was going, so it's just like page after page of really things I wanted to remember. They're so cool. But some it's some to summarize the TL semicolon dr. I hate that term. I can't believe I'm using it. Uh, but really, he's just. Uh, the the really the, the the keynote things about this talk that was was only about ten or fifteen minutes long, is that he was really talking about he was using all those all those uh, trigger words that make you think that he as a ranking senator involved in uh, oversight of of uh, technology and companies in America he was using a lot of language that indicates that he he and others are really thinking about just nailing them with the Google and Amazon and Facebook with the antitrust hammer. Uh, he keeps talking about how uh, he said he called uh, Facebook and Google a quote, strong duopoly unquote on the digital advertising business. Uh, and also was speaking about how much of Google and Facebook's money comes from advertisement. Uh, for our purposes, uh, he's, uh, Google he cited that in the uh, second quarter of uh, this year, uh, they uh, made $26 billion and 87% of that was from ads. Uh, with Facebook, that's closer to uh, – it's actually closer to 100%, uh, which meant that uh, he was making the point that these companies are absolutely reliant on advertising – uh, and so they are. So not only do they they also control the markets for advertising. So they're very very well motivated to continue to do what they have to do to uh, to uh, get more information that they can base ads on, and also to control how the industry for ads, digital ads, go and make sure that a third party doesn't come in uh, and start scooping up some of this stuff. Um, he also. Uh, found this is a very this is not a a, a Bible thumping speech. It was very very calm, and that's probably that's possibly why it was so effective. He accused uh, Google and Facebook of being kind of coy that every time there is a really dumb but huge mistake like how uh, <laughs> in Senate testimony I, I we didn't have senators like this for at least 20 years who would just simply say to the, the head counsel of Facebook so you're telling me that with all of your computing power at your all the analytics that you do the fact that political ads, in an American election, were being paid for in rubles, didn't set off any alarms. And he kept saying, "So, okay, no, I, I want, I'm really asking a simple question here. Does the fact that an ad by the for a political campaign is being paid for in rubles <laughs> send up any warning at Facebook that perhaps a little closer look has to be said? So he's he's basically of course not, comrade. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I just you know how it is. You you vacation in Vladivostok. You know the the line at the exchange at the money exchange at Logan Airport. Who wants to bother with that? You wind up with all this rubles like in the in your in your in that mason jar you got in the bathroom, and you know you got to spend it somewhere. And Facebook takes the rubles, so why don't you just use the rubles? So he's he's basically saying that you're being re really really coy here. That you're whenever things like 
like that happen, you always blame, oh, well, this is a this is a machine algorithm. The humans aren't involved to make sure that it's not being biased or anything. It's a mistake and we're going to adjust the algorithm. But nonetheless, he he's saying that but while this those same algorithms are so powerful at acquiring and maintaining power for those companies. So it doesn't screw up when it comes to maintain, acquiring information and make turning that into money. Uh, the other thing, the last thing that I, I kind of singled out, again, there's so many quotes here that I'm not going to uh, get through, but the, the third bullet point that for my own sanity, as much as you guys, <laughs> was he, he was really hammering home the point of how much dangerous power Google and Facebook have that as most news reads uh, from most public news reads come through uh, a Facebook news feed or a search through Google, which means that if you're buying ads, you really want to pay for placement in Facebook and Google, not necessarily for placement on Washington Post or the Boston Globe uh, or, or ProPublica or anything like that, which means that now there's less ad money going to the actual producers of journalism, which means that the news organizations become more desperate to write stories that will please this algorithm that – another point that Frank is making, these algorithms very, that are not – Very, very desperate. Yep. <laughs> That they're, 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 it's not it's not transparent at all. You have no idea why it's favoring one over the other. You have no assurance that it's not favoring a Google positive result as opposed to something else. They become more desperate to write stories that are going to please the algorithm and also more desperate to make sure that it does things that will keep that publication in Facebook and Google's good graces. Uh, it's, I really, I'm not going to, uh, I'm not going to continue to go on this. This is way too many great things to, to talk about in this. I'm just seriously, seriously encouraging uh, you to, uh, read the transcript on, uh, on the guardian. It was one of those things where I had to stop myself from instinctively going to Twitter and tweeting out a link and saying, read this, read this, read this, because, I've, I, I'm always afraid that, like, if I, no matter how good the first uh, seven paragraphs of an eight paragraph vote to speech are, eight paragraph eight is going to be, and that's why you can't trust any Canadians. They even smell different. Like, oh God, I just told a hundred thousand people to, to to read some guy's anti-Canadian racist screed, but I did read the entire thing, and then I tweeted out a link. Uh, ironically enough, I also posted a Facebook link. Uh, but yeah, it's really it really does point out as much as I, I, I've I've said so many times. I believe that when you deal when you use a Google product or service, it is a transaction. You enter into that with knowledge, and you make that decision for yourself. But that doesn't change the fact that this the whole process needs to be more transparent. And we might very well be nearing the point in which Google and Facebook cannot be allowed to become to remain the owners of all but 14% of the digital ad market uh, in the world. But somebody has to fight that really hard because, yeah. because we're also dealing in an age where, I mean, we are in a, we are in a money first society and that is making money for Google and Facebook and Google and Facebook are predominant brands. I mean, the thing I can't just stop, the thing that bugs me so much, this is just how I feel about, I guess, how tech has permeated throughout every little like facet of our life is when I drive through San Francisco and I drive by SF General and it is Zuckerberg General Hospital. <laughs> and that's what I'm just like, and did that money, where did that money come from? <laughs> 
Like, not that I don't want the hospital to get money because obviously I like SF General is um, incredibly important um, to the city. It's just the idea that like you have all the world's power sort of concentrated in just a few people's hands and this is just this is just how it's manifested. These are the people whose hands these things are in. It's the people who we've been having these transactions with and we gave them like all this information about us. I mean, I was just reading like the, the other day about like how much information Facebook has on us based on like people we've known. So even if we're not on Facebook, like our information is still somewhere in there. If we've ever been in somebody's like contacts database, uh, it, you know, it's, it's, it's insane. It's insane. But uh, I, I'm i looking forward to reading that whole transcript, and I we're definitely going to link it for the listeners. Yeah. I mean, it's at, I, 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 it's, there's, there's, there the, there's, there's the yin and the yang inside my head that's constantly fighting when it comes to stories like this. Because I honestly, I, I, I like Google's business model because yeah. it does allow, we're just talking about how we're, how interesting these $300 Chromebooks are. Uh, and somebody finally cracked the code of how do we make a two or $300 notebook that is actually really useful and well-made and durable and will not fall apart. Uh, it's not made out of spun sugar. It's no, it's, it won't, won't dissolve under your fingertips. Uh, it's been tried and tried and tried, and they're all garbage. Then Google created the enabling technology or the, the enabling operating system that said, great, now if you, if you can just manufacture something that's good enough to run a web browser, we will handle everything else. And it's also the same technology that as much as uh, I like as much as uh, uh, Flow likes the the uh, the Pixel Two as much as I like the iPhone Ten. I've only had it for less than a week, so I'm not concluding anything. But it's it is really cool. It's still you know an eight hundred dollar phone. It's still a thousand dollar phone. And because Google, again, part not because they're they are philanthropists, but because they figured out that we can make a lot of money if we just give away an operating system, it will work out for us in the end. That's why you can buy, go into a drugstore, walk out for fifty dollars with a absolutely decent phone that runs a modern operating system, and search maps. All this stuff that benefits Google benefits people, but nonetheless, this is this is how this is how we kill ourselves from the inside. That we trust organizations beyond a le- the level where we're now able to control them. You know, where Apple and Google and Facebook, App- Apple is probably the only major <laughs> tech company that was not mentioned at all by. Al Franken probably because their business model is they they did not figure out how to make money off of <laughs> private information. They figured out how to make money off of making a thousand dollar phone that everybody wants. Uh, but there's a You're point not at which taxes. Yeah. Sorry, <laughs> uh, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> <laughs> I see that's it. See, that's uh, I, I we talked about that on Mac Break Weekly yesterday because that was because it's appa- a hot appa- topic. <laughs> appa- apparently, Apple is suddenly very after after Ireland kind of said, uh, no, you're breaking now, you're, you're you're not you're not you're breaking our tax laws. They suddenly decided to do some business in the Canary Islands. <laughs> that, that's okay. Uh, but I but at the same time, I'm like, every time my rule for buying lottery tickets is that. I will buy one, maybe even two lottery tickets anytime the jackpot it can be expressed as a fraction of a billion dollars. 
So if when you, once you start talking about a quarter of a billion dollars or a half a billion dollars, you know what? That's worth a dollar to me. I'll, I'll buy one ticket. And every and for those two and a half days, I'm reminding myself that, oh, remember that uh, all those articles you've read? If you do win, because that's that's why you that's what you're buying for a dollar. The fantasy that there for the next two and a half days, there is a non-zero chance I will have more money than Tim Cook by the end of this week. And I, I always anytime I see these these tax stories, I I don't like it, but I also have to say, you know, if every t- every time you have that that thirty second little inter- uh, interlude about what if what if you were the only winner of four hundred eighty million dollars, like, well, first of all, we hire a team of accountants. We make sure that we make make sure that the tax bite. Well, I don't have to, we don't have to suddenly give three quarters of it to Uncle Sam, if you know what I mean. Uh, so that's it's it's bad as that. I'm sorry, I have got myself on a tangent with a capital tan. Uh, but back, what, so back to algorithms. But, but, I, but, 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 yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. I'll, I'll, I've just remembered what to. It'll, I'll wind it up. I'm sorry. I've been blogging, blogging, blogging. Uh, but I'm just, I'm just saying that uh, Google does really good work. I think they're a huge positive for technology. But that's because I think that they're a huge positive. That means that. I have not been – you don't notice how big they're getting. You understand it academically, but you don't understand it practically until finally they are so powerful that they cannot be stopped. You know, like just like the energy industry, you can't regulate them now because now they are powerful enough that they can actually make the head of the EPA one of their own. That's how much money they have now. Uh, so – I'm glad that people like uh, Senator Franken are starting to th- are not timid about again when a senator, a United States senator, is using antitrust terminology. You could see, you could almost smell the pee hitting the seats in Mountain View, all the way on the other side of this country. That oh my God, we're we're gonna have to send a big fruit basket to Mrs. Franken and uh, the little Frankens and. Yeah, what's that super NES classic that you can't get? Well, we'll send them to the kids. Like, we got to get on this guy's good side because you listen to what he, he was absolutely right. That's 80 or 87% of our money, man. We got to, we got to, we got to keep this gravy train rolling. They don't, yeah. I mean, they just have people that are selling ads. They're, they're the people, the people selling the ads are selling them to the wrong people. Yeah. <laughs> Rubles. <laughs> Rubles. Just, there's all these people. Uh, I mean, uh, I think it's also worth noting that a lot of these companies also hire, like they do a lot of actual outsourcing. Yeah. So they actually don't have as much control as we think they do over some of these things, like what gets surfaced and such. I mean, they kind of do. I mean, they do. Yeah. But there's always, you know, there's always the little air vent where things are going to slip through because... Think about think about Twitter. Uh, how how Donald Trump got like got booted from Twitter finally, and people said "Hallelujah" for a small amount of time, and finding out that no, it wasn't because he had so flagrantly violated terms of service for so long. It's because a contractor who was on his way out the door said, "Hey, wouldn't it be fun to just shut him down?" And I know they'd figure it out and they'd turn it back on again, but for at least three hours. He'd be shut down. He would. He would feel bad about that. It would make me feel good knowing I was responsible for making him feel bad. And yeah, for about eight seconds, I'm like, hey, what's the, that's funny. That's hysterical. Oh my god, a contractor has the ability to shut down the Twitter account of the president of the United States. <laughs> that that shouldn't be. That shouldn't be. I, I just, I Russell. What do you think? <laughs> <laughs> it's funny as the as the only non-American here. 
uh, sitting back. It's it's funny how removed we are from a lot of the stuff. Like a lot of the stuff where you're talking about. Not funny about, to like, us. It's envious. We're envious. That's hilarious. It's it's yeah. You, we hear about a lot of this news, but it doesn't really sink. Like I've got no idea who a Senator Franklin is, or even if he's like a Republican or a Democrat. Like I wouldn't have a clue. It's it's more that I guess the the scary thing from our point of view is that. I see a lot of people that are fans of big companies like Google and Facebook. I'm sure there's Facebook mm-hmm, fans. There's definitely mm-hmm. Google fans. But I think the one mistake that a lot of fans make is they think, oh, I like the products that Apple makes or Google makes or whoever makes. Like I like the product so much that I'm willing to back the company like a sports team, right? I just 100%. Whatever they do, I'm on their side. I'm like, that they is They share stupid. my values. Yeah, because a company does not have values. A company is just a collection of people that are out there to to make money and, and spread their their brand and their influence and whatever else that they do like in those boardrooms and you you can't be 100% behind a company like because a company is never ever ever going to be 100% behind you like that's not how that relationship works but I find it weird when I meet people that they're such fans of these companies that they think that's how it works and I don't really know how to break it to them I'm like yeah I love Google stuff too I mean I bought like you know tons of their products I love Apple stuff I bought tons of their products as well but I'll tell you what if some of these companies start um, overstepping or pretending like they can't control things that they actually can control or should control. It's like just because I'm a fan doesn't mean I'm going to excuse that stuff. Like you have to – we saw this with Microsoft like, you know, decades ago now when when I was young and the, the tech industry was sort of covering their um, sort of uh, monopoly type abuse of the whole ecosystem and they did they did some really shady, shady stuff like during that time just because they could. They could get away with it. They're like we're the biggest, we're the baddest, like this is what we do and it took – ages for all the lawmakers like the EU and the US to catch up with them. So I think we're starting to see a lot of that with Google and Facebook now. Like Andy's saying, like if that's the kind of terminology that senators are talking about, it won't be long before the EU and America sort of slaps them with, um, you know, many other sort of lawsuits to come. And I think as a fan of these products, you can't just be like, oh, I love Google, so forget about lawsuits, they're stupid. Like they're, that you do have to regulate some of this stuff. Like no matter which side of the political spectrum you fall on, like the company has just as much ability to damage like one side as as the other. Like if they're the ones in control, and then you've kind of removed the whole democracy like out of it. Suddenly you've got the giant corporations in charge. And like I know we like to joke about, oh, capitalism isn't that funny, and uh, the dollar rules, and isn't that amazing? But it's I'm not not, not very amazing when the <laughs> leaders of the company like turn on you or turn against like your political views. Like it's it's not fun. That's meant to be what democracy is for. And I want to get into whether that works or not, but that's meant to be what democracy is for. You're meant to vote for the people that you believe in and those people are meant to represent you. And it's not really meant to be giant companies sort of influencing all this stuff, which is kind of where we've got to. And I'm not even trying to make a political statement. That's just kind of where we've got to. And it's it's a little bit worrying. Yeah, that that's absolutely true. I, there's a... I, uh, I don't even think that even even companies that are huge that I don't like, even like energy companies, I don't necessarily think they're evil for doing what they're doing because they are. It's it's immature. It's it's very much a your fir- your first semester at as a freshman at a liberal arts college after moving from a small town behavior to think oh they're evil they're they should be doing altruistic things so like, yeah you would like them to do that but they, again they're not a person they have no morality there is no sense of good or evil that when I, I i i am saying the fact that they are driven by profit and by keeping their people employed uh and hiring more people uh, again, I'm not saying that's a good thing. I'm saying that that's the only thing that motivates them, making money or making uh, Which making is bonuses. why they're buying a lot of land in South yeah. Bay, taking housing away so they can house their – like it's yeah. 
so, sorry guys not to no, like no, roll down the hill with this with the yeah, snowman i I, 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 pro- I promise everybody that after the after the next break there is a fun story coming up but yes. yeah I've, it's, uh, it's... I, w- I went to silicon valley this morning so i like yeah. when you drive around there like and you just see all the buildings and like all the wealth and you, like you see like all the ca- all the cars are super nice cars mm. and like you know everybody is like wearing it's it's a very different like air in the Sil- Silicon Valley in the South Bay of the Bay Area. And so when yeah. I come back to my little like small town in the North Bay where like everybody works at a refinery or a winery, like yeah. it's, you know, you get a little like yeah. rah, 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 corporations. Rah. <laughs> sorry. Yeah, it doesn't. It's, I, 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 was, I was there was a really good long read that I'm, I'm sorry. I must have closed the tab. But if I find it, I'll send it to Russell so you can put it in the show notes that just talked about like the homeless problem uh, in the in the Bay Area yeah. that it it is people who have you would not figure are, are when you have a mental picture of what a homeless person is. Here is a professional person who is showered, dressed nicely, has a prestigious position, is maybe even a lecturer at a college, and they are living in a motor in a motorhome that they have to they have to change parking spaces every three days because the local ordinance says you cannot remain parked for more than uh, more than X hours. And if you, it's it's nice that Google and Facebook and the rest of these companies are talking about oh we're look at this resource we're building and look at this we're we've look at the money we've donated to put our name on this hospital. Amazing. If they really wanted to give back, one of the things they would do is to simply say, I got, guess what? We have, we're, we're putting $1.2 billion into building moderate and low cost housing that we have bought. We're, we're going to buy this par- these parcels of land and we're going to contract uh, low cost housing. We're, we're going to have the first, and we're going to develop the first really beneficial homeowners association that simply says that rents can never be more than uh, take take whatever minimum wage is, multiply it by a factor of one point four for someone for a two fam for a two person income family. Your rent can no be no more than twenty five percent of what that amounts to per year, and just simply t- try to address this hideous housing problem. It's uh, it's wonderful. It's yeah. I'm sorry. It, it may be maybe a little sick today. We'll link you guys to that story too in the show notes. Uh, also, also to a Google image search for pup for puppy cuddle puddle. Puppy. Speaking of cuddle puddles, uh, <laughs> we've actually got a cuddle puddle with Squarespace, our second sponsor of uh, today's show. We want to lick your face, but only if you're okay with that, because we're grateful. Uh, and then you can make a website about it with Squarespace. This episode of Material is brought to you by Squarespace. You can enter the offer code MATERIAL at checkout to get 10% off your first purchase. You can make your next move with Squarespace. Squarespace lets you easily create a website for your next idea with a unique domain, award-winning templates, and more. Maybe you want to create an online store of custom Android figurines like I have thought I would do once in my life. Maybe you want to create a portfolio because you need to find a job. It's a hard world out there. Maybe you want to create a blog like my friends and I did when all we want to do was write about makeup. But where do you start when all you've been doing is writing about tech? They have award-winning 24-7 customer support to help us when we are trying to figure out how to get started in the beginning with Squarespace. They let you quickly and easily grab a unique domain name so you can do something fun. And all those award-winning templates are beautifully designed. They look so good for you to just relay to the world your ideas. Squarespace plans start at just 12 bucks a month, but you can start a trial with no credit card required by going to squarespace.com 
And of course, when you decide to sign up and use the offer code material to get 10% off your first purchase, you're also showing your support for your favorite hosts at Material Podcast. We thank Squarespace for their support. Squarespace, make your next move, make your next website. Well, there, there, there was something fun that uh, that Google, <laughs> like, so that, uh, another example of the great things that Google does to do to make us use Google services and wrap ourselves a little more tightly in the web. So they uh, they want to really show developers exactly what you can do with uh, the Google Assistant. And so they uh, they launched a brand new uh, voice experiments page that has some samples of some really cool things that are being done that you can uh, do through the Google Assistant, whether you've got it on the phone or whether you've got it on the Google Home. Uh, and this afternoon I was playing, to, I was, uh, uh, playing with one of them uh, called MixLab, uh, and you know, well, I'm not going to say your trigger words, but if you just say uh, into the Google Assistant, "Hey Guillermo, talk to Mixlab," it will start this and this really cool like music loops composition app that you just simply talk to because uh, they they recorded hundreds and hundreds of instruments and musical loops by professionals, and uh, so you just simply say. Uh, Okay, uh, uh, play me some uh, so play me some bass guitar, and it's go boom boom boop doop doop boop 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 boop. It's not MIDI; it's like a recorded performance. And you say now add some '80s uh, electronic drums, do 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 Like make that a little bit faster. Like uh, make that funkier, <laughs> or need, or you can even say needs more cowbell. They go kunk kunk kunk. Kunk, kunk, and put a saxophone in there. Yep, exactly. That's what... <laughs> and you'll, and you'll. Oh my God, that was definitely careless whisper. I can name that tune in four notes. Oh yeah, careless oh, yeah. whisper by. Okay. Good. Oh yeah, it's a great song. We'll also if... link to that in the show notes for those of you who haven't been exposed to careless whisper. <laughs> Actually, that, that was was it wasn't that I think that that report this was, that was recorded a third of a century ago. Wow, <laughs> it was eight. It must have been eighty four, eighty five, I think, because I was in school when I, I remember the t shirt. I, I remember printing a uh, using a Panasonic printer and a uh, a, a t shirt iron on like print cartridge to make my own uh, amazingly humorous parody choose death t-shirt in response to the choose life t-shirt that george oh michael was do- wearing God. in the wake me up before we go I, there uh, there are times where i remember that if i were if i did that stuff as a child today i would be in that institution they send you to when you get kicked out of the institution they sent you for the first thing you did anyway uh, but yeah, it's 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 a lot of fun. There are, there are a couple other things on the page you can you can play out with, but none of them are quite so. <laughs> it's the sort of thing you're you're reading something like on your laptop, and you're like in your living room, and you realize, oh well, there there is a Google there, a Google Home <laughs> next door. What happens if I just simply start saying these things? And it's not and it's not like you can make a sequel to a David Bowie album with this stuff, but it's actually pretty fun to play with and once again the prompt the, the idea wasn't to create something i don't know as as influential as google allo <laughs> who could write something as influential as google allo but to inspire developers say oh i didn't know that i could get away with this crap uh, I feel like this is a good time to remind everybody that this is all hosted at experiments.withgoogle.com and if you are feeling like you want to have a little fun and kind of 
dig deep into those reasons that we remain tethered to Android devices and Google devices <laughs> uh, for a reason. You've got all the experiments right there on the page. You got the voice experiments, the one that Andy's talking about, the Mixlab. You've got uh, web VR experience experiments which are pretty neat. Um, if you've got like a cardboard around the house, you can use some of those. We've got Chrome experience experiments that you can experience in Google Chrome, uh, like a radio garden, which kind of like you hover your mouse and you can, I mean, I think that's what happens. Like I could be wrong. Um, it's, it's a fun page. So if you have some time this week to just go and distract yourself with kind of like what's going on behind the scenes, a lot of this stuff gets showcased at Google I.O., um, because what they'll do is they'll have developers like submit that they've been doing this awesome stuff with, you know, with things like I want to say TensorFlow that just keeps coming. That word just keeps coming to my brain, I feel <laughs> like, because th they use these experiments to show us how their machine learning is learning. It's really fun for us on this end, but on their end, it's like. Look at this, look at this way that we program this computer to figure out that like the image that you're looking at makes this sound. Like that's that's pretty neat. And then that all gets piped into the Google Assistant that is the backbone of, you know, the smart speakers and the pixels. So it's cool. <laughs> <laughs> this is how you program a robot. Definitely. And I will say for the voice assistant side of things, like I've I've played with some of these and I've set some of them up. Um, as a as a developer, it's surprisingly easy. Like the the ABI, ABIs, APIs, the application programming interfaces are really robust. So there's there's a whole bunch of things you could do like really easily. And I, I was quite impressed with it. Like because I know nothing about um, voice commands, I know nothing about voice search. I'd have zero hope in writing any sort of machine learning that passed what someone was saying. Like that is just out of my league. But the things you can do in there like are, are really cool. Like I, I set up a whole bunch of stuff. Like I'm like this is this is really easy. Google has done all the hard work, thankfully. And you as a developer or even just a tinkerer, like you get to do the the fun part, which is is cool. That's meant to be the promise of technology is like, you know, someone else does the hard technical problems that you can't and then you get to do the fun stuff like on the on the sort of shoulders of all that work. And I, I think that's that's cool. I will say though the internet seems to have hugged poor meme buddy to death. I tried to get me a uh, puppy cuddle puddle meme and it's like, yeah, what do you want it to say? I'm like puppies and it's like thanks and then it never got back to me. It's like, oh, I'm busy. And I'm like, where's my meme? And then it's like, you want to make a meme? I'm like, we've started the loop again, haven't we? Like, where's, You got where's ghosted picture? by a bot? I got ghosted by wow. a bot. Wow. It's like, you're really interesting, Do you interesting, want the Russell? number of a good therapist? Because <laughs> that hurts. <laughs> I feel so bad. I'm like, I asked for it. It's like, thank you. And then, no, I never... Never I'll, 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 I'll test it for you because I'm like like Larry Fines, like the getting, getting hit on the left side of his face. He's been slapped by Mo so many times. He doesn't even feel pain there anymore. So go ahead, ghost me. I've been ghosted by much better people than you, bot. <laughs> I need to program my own bot. I've just been thinking a lot of, about that more and more these you days. Should, you should do it. I bet you on this page are some links. Um the flow that you could go to and it's well i wonder if i do could it. actually program a bot like if i so i have kept every journal from the age of 12 years up until now i'm i guess i should tell everybody i'm like whatever it's there's a lot of journals <laughs> there's a lot of journals uh yeah sure um <laughs> i always thought it would be an interesting experiment if i programmed like phrases and sentences and like things that I've said in there and 
just have a bot that tries and like <laughs> is replicates me and like my torrent of emotions. <laughs> just this constant melodramatic bot. It's just like the world is constantly falling apart. <laughs> well, actually, there's 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 one that the one of the others I played with uh, is something called Story Speaker. That if it if not for the fact that I've been playing with uh, Mixlab for so long that it was like too close to showtime, uh, it's a really it's a you just open a Google Doc and you simply write a story into the Google <gasps> Doc with oh what this seems... is what I've wanted to do for so sorry and, oh, keep going okay wait 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 <laughs> but wait till you hear so uh, when you when you when you play the story it will be it, 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 what I was gonna do is think thinking like well as you well I'll, I'll do I'll do the fake fake, fake voice well. Oh my God. As you know, the 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 uh, as, as you know, Yasmin and Russell and, and Flo are in a big race to find out if who can get the Pixel Two faster. Who do you think got theirs first? And then in, the, in this in the Google Doc, you have this little. It's not even. I don't even want to call it a script. It's just like if if they say Flo, then here's a paragraph to read. If they say if they say Russell, and so if they say, and so I, I was gonna say uh, Yasmin. Wow, that was easy to figure out because she works for Google, so she probably had the inside <laughs> track is. and was good, certainly certainly had to win this one. But how do you think Russell reacted? And then you could probably get. I'm gonna I'm gonna do like 14 things. Like he was really he was really really chill about it, or he was so angered he could no longer feed or bathe or dress himself. Say, so, yeah, it really was kind of sad to see, but he got over it eventually, and I'm sure that he's plotting even as we. Say. So you could write this long long story that like a choose your own adventure. So long as you can sort of anticipate what the actions are going to be, the sample script they give you is like, do you want to do you want to turn left? Turn right or go into the cottage. Like, okay, well, that's yeah. I have to write a Christmas. I have to write like I. I have to do this. I feel like this is what I want. This is what I've been (laughs) waiting to do with my life. You see, that's that's why you're a better person than I am. You're thinking about let's create something beautiful and and lovely. I'm thinking about I'm not going to tell people what this is. I just want them to think the Google Assistant. Oh, I'm not going to tell them either. No, no, no. Oh no, I'm going to definitely. Hey Guillermo, <laughs> find out. Can can you do a voice print of the people in this room? Yes, there seem to be four people in this room. Like, could you tell just simply by the voices you've been hearing who's the lying sack of crap that's been betraying Andy and talking badly about him? But I think it was Cynthia because she, <laughs> I because she she's been walking past a lot of other devices that I've been recording her conversations from. Uh, yeah, so you could, you could be really evil with this. Oh, you're giving me all these. I'm just sitting here plotting, <laughs> like how I'm going to use this at all the holiday gatherings. Flo, I know, I'll bring like my yes. Andy. Don't be evil. That's my advice. Okay, so so we're so flow again. So Russell is in the, the 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 fake wings and the fake halo, holding the fake harp on your left shoulder. <laughs> I'm the guy in the red leotard with the pitchfork, dancing up and down, saying, "No, no, no, go for it! It'll be so funny! Oh my god!" And there'll never be any repercussions from this that you don't want to deal with. Well, I tried to program the Google Home this way with uh, IFTTT. Like just to have it, I programmed it to do like read me my mantras and stuff because I was like, well, that's cool. Maybe you could use it for like setting up the day. But I don't really know what else to do past that. I'm always looking for ways to program 
Google Assistant because I I just want to tailor this thing to be exactly like what I want it to be. And I'm not a programmer, but I like understand program programming. If that makes sense. <laughs> like I'm willing to put in the work, people. Just give just make it a little easier for me because you know I, I only have so much time. On you should my check hands. it out. I reckon you'll be able to set up Flowbot. Flowbot 2.0. <laughs> I got to get creative with this. <laughs> Too bad you can't add like audio. Ima- like imagine if you could, you know, set up like an ambiance and kind of like put on this whole scene. You actually can flow. You can play back up to five minutes of audio if you've got it hosted somewhere. <gasps> well, see, so, I'm going to have so, some fun this so weekend. Flo, we'll, 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 we'll see you on Tuesday. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm going to play with this this weekend and then I will let you guys know how it goes next week. This is a... Uh, I'm going to mull over, over yeah. a narrative over the next couple of days. <laughs> I look forward to this. Just, this just, is going to be good. But if you've, if you've, if like both Russell and I have gotten so predict, so predictable that you wind up just writing a story that kind of anticipates what we're going to say. And here's Andy say, Oh, <laughs> Andy, do you have an anecdote about something that happened 30 years ago that you imagine is relevant to the situation? Why don't you say that right now? You could just, don't don't tell us you've done this. Let's see if we can let's see if it'll pass the Turing test. Russell, you're about to come up with some crazy Australiana pretending like your country is dangerous. Insert here now. I'm like, damn it, that's exactly what I was gonna do. Flo, remind everyone you're a millennial. I'm a millennial. <laughs> Sorry. Uh, well, so we, we we we've got stuff to play with now tonight. So, dear listeners, we need to we we need to go and do things. That I, I feel I'm sorry, us, I can't not do make this us anymore. any money, but we'll give us a lot of pleasure. Yeah, gotta go do something <laughs> totally unproductive. I mean, what? <laughs> Flo, I did I did read and enjoy your piece about the Pixel Two. Uh, anything else that you would like to attract people's attention to? Uh, I have my review of the JBL Link 20 is going up this week. So just kind of stay tuned to my Twitter. I'll link you guys when it's up. Uh, there's a video with it and everything. Pretty good. Third-party Google Assistant speaker. Pretty neat. Awesome. And Russell, what do, you, what do you need to flag, flog, promote, or hush up? Sweep under the rug. <laughs> There's a lot of stuff I need to sweep on the rug, but that's why there's a shredder right next to me. Um, <laughs> you can go to twitter.com slash RustyShelf where I promise you, you will not get any 280-character tweets. That is my promise to you. I'm not participating. It's just wrong. It's 140 or else. Um, you won't find anything interesting there. I've been programming all week, so it's just me yelling about Xcode pretty much, which is boring. <laughs> I really don't know why people follow me on Twitter, but some people do. So that's what you're going to get this week. Enjoy. And what about yourself, Andy? Well, I'm going to be spending the next week because I don't I don't know why what you said triggered some sort of neurological <laughs> misfire, but it suddenly gave your your mention of a shredder suddenly got me thinking. Can I do like a Google Assistant thing that will alternatively? Here's what it does: it it, it will it will do some like uh, uh, like home automation stuff, and it will first. Uh, turn on the paper shredder that's has a, uh, a continuous feed of paper rolled into it. Then after running that for about, let's say, 30 seconds, it turns on like a leaf blower that spreads all that's the all the shredded paper in the world. And then it waits to see if the when the Roomba has cleared the floor. And then once the floor is clean, it starts the cycle all over again. And so it will be a fight between the army of the paper shredder and the army of the Roomba. And then once I realize that it's too much for the Roomba to handle, I'll like call in reinforcements from Best Buy. So now there'll be two Roombas, and they'll sort of team up on this. And all I have to do is just say, "Hey Guillermo, 
show me the live action living room Game of Thrones and just sit back. For <laughs> myself, Roomba will give up pretty quickly. I'll have you know because you know they're, uh, that dustbin's not as big as other models on the market. <laughs> I, like, I like to think that the iRobot people have also given it a sense of you know just you know sense of pride, saying, "Okay, this is bull." Okay, you're just you're just making more trouble for me just so I can amuse you with how much different. You know what? I'm going to go back to my recharging station and when you grow up, maybe Robots. I'll come out and start vacuuming again. Robots. We're going to be in a lot of trouble. <laughs> I just want this is this audio is going to be indexed by the robot uprising in the future. I just want it noted that I'm on your side. Pro robot Pro robot right here. I, I never I'm made you clean up. I'm going to Mars. You guys have fun here. I, I never <laughs> used you to clean my house. I never forced you to do menial tasks. I was always nice to the robots. Well, that's 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 really absolutely the wrong strategy because they know how to kill weak-minded, compliant people like you. They need to keep people like me alive to train the AI to how to put down the insurrections to to those pockets of rebellion. As people like me raise that red flag of revolution through and, a Google uh, Doc. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Damn it! I shouldn't have put that. I shouldn't have. I shouldn't have a Google Slides presentation for how we're going to raise the proletariat. Ah, damn it. I'm never thinking. That's that's my thing. You gave them the plans, Andy. You gave them the plans. Or maybe going for the double bluff, the the AI will think that there's no way he'd be stupid enough to do a Google Doc on how to bring down a Google AI. It doesn't work that way. AI knows it all. They don't we, so we, we absolutely are going to think he's going to do the opposite of this. Okay, well, whatever. Uh, so, yes, as usual, uh, spell my last name for as much as you've enjoyed this, my discussion about having a Roomba fight a, a, a paper shredder. <laughs> if you want more of that stuff, A, I'm so sorry. I hope you find the al- combination of alcohol and fresh air that will correct this impulse. Uh, but spell my last name and type it into Instagram or Twitter and you'll get this, uh, both of those things. Uh, my blog is at anotgo.com. The stuff I write about technology for pay, including that piece, hopefully attached with a video about uh, testing out uh, the uh, Apple Face uh, Face ID uh, should be up on the SunTime site sometime later this week, I hope. Um, before we go, remembering that uh, you can give us any feedback that you like at relay.fm slash material. You can also give us any amount of money you'd like also by going to relay.fm slash material uh, by becoming a uh, by signing up for a membership. Uh, that is, you, uh, you you help us out by listening. Number number one on the list. We're most grateful for that. Uh, we're second most grateful when you uh, when you validate our sponsors' uh, faith in us by favoring them if they offer a product or service that is in line with your interests. Uh, but again, we also we're very appreciative of the let's throw money in a box and send it to our good radio friends Flo and Russell and Andy. And you will have exactly that opportunity at relay.fm slash material. Uh, so that's it for this week. Uh, so until next week, I hope you all have a wonderful week and thanks for listening.